Welcome to Alter Ego Comics Presents. My name is Mark. I'm Alex. And I'm Adrian. And we're here to talk about all kinds of comic-related stuff. Uh, welcome back to those of you that may have listened to a podcast that we've done in the past. Oh, by the way, we're from Alter Ego Comics. Lima, Ohio. <coughs> Lima, O-H. Uh, resurrecting this under the name of Alter Ego Comics Presents, because I like that name. And that's what we call everything else, really. Works for me. We present gaming. We present movie specials. We present other things. And it reminds me of DC Comics Presents and Marvel Comics Presents. So each each episode will have a different name. So Alter Ego Comics Presents. I don't know what the name of this episode is yet. Uh, the Beginning. The Beginning. Episode 1. Chapter 1? The Phantom No. The Phantom No. The Phantom No. The Phantom No. So, yeah, uh, as we're recording this, it is uh, January 23rd, 2020, and we haven't done an official uh, year in review of 2019, so I think we're going to start off with that. Maybe just talk about some of the top sellers comic-wise in our shop, and I I should say uh, we all work at Alter Ego, so we're qualified to say our shop. Uh, talk about top-selling single issues, top-selling trade paperbacks, maybe some staff picks that didn't make the the top list. I think all of our staff picks did make the top list, though. I think we actually tied for number one for the <sighs> overall number one of... Where where do you get that list from? My phone. Okay. <laughs> it's so The Alex, internet? I meant to print it out. Earlier. So, Alex, you're saying you and I are the smartest ones in Lima? Uh, I would say we're the A-team. Okay. Yeah, the I'll A-team, go with that. Alex that. and Adrian. Uh, no, tied for what? Number <laughs> No, number one, and I don't want to... Well, well, we'll come back to it. So 2019 was an interesting year for comics. Um, our single-issue comic sales were actually up over 2018. Uh, I will say it was the one category that actually grew <laughs> in 2019, which was pleasant. Sending messages. I'm telling him to. Uh, I'm selling, telling him to do not disturb his phone because oh. we're recording. So it's probably good to not have. Mine noises. is on on vibrate. I actually didn't. I actually haven't gotten your message. Well, I didn't actually send it to. Him. I was g- oh. giving you with my eyes. Oh, so okay. like, hey. gotcha, gotcha. Adrian and Alex can read each other's eyes. They've known each other for a while. They're very piercing. <clears throat> yes. Pierce so yeah. So single issue comic sales were up and uh, dollar wise, but I don't think they were up quantity wise and i think that that was publishers raising the the uh, price of comics so some of the books that were i I should say uh our number our best-selling comic was absolute carnage number one which was a 7.99 book Uh, also within the top 10 coming in at number four was detective comics number 1000 which was a 10 dollar one also yeah so that would lead to higher dollar sales Uh, having books like that, and there are other books that um, that are in the list that had a higher than average price point. So I would like to see both the dollar value and the the quantity of comics sold continue to increase, and hopefully we'll get there this year. We're going to take some risks, I think, with books that that we feel strongly about. Some independent stuff. Independent stuff, perhaps. Uh, several great companies are offering returnability to us as retailers, and we will pass that on to our customers, <clears throat> which we haven't done in a while. We used to have uh, tags out in front of books with yeah. our, our no-risk guarantee. We're going to bring that back this year 
with books that are made returnable to us. We will pass that on to our customers. And uh, the the bit, the best publisher, in my opinion, right now is Boom Studios, just with the way that they're they're interacting with retailers and really helping us find the ceiling on a title without a huge risk to us. And the best example of that, I think, is Once in Future from 2019. Personal so favorite. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They're on issue six just came out this week, I think. Right. right. The tra- I ordered the trade in December, so I think okay. we're going to see it in February. We'll see it next month uh, of the first arc, and that's one that I think we'll be pushing as a staff because we're all big fans, and uh, presumably that will be on our best of 2020 trade list. And that one is going to be doing more than one volume, correct? They're doing... Yes, it's an ongoing. It was originally supposed to be a miniseries, and the response was so strong that uh, they they cleared it for an ongoing series. But Boom Studios is really great about uh, taking a lot of the risk off of retailers' shoulders. And we're, we're really ordering so many different titles every month. It's ridiculous. I mean, that number just keeps growing and growing and growing. Um that I'm inclined to throw my my dollars towards books that are returnable and that I get a chance to read ahead of time, which I did for Once in Future. And uh, there's some other books from Boom coming out soon. Alienated is a really good one. I don't know, Alex, if you had a chance to I read that. I think I read that one. That's the Western? Nope, no, that's Undone by Blood, which okay. is from Aftershock, which is also very good. Uh, Alienated was kind of the Breakfast Club meets the Twilight Zone. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Adrian. You no, know, that's okay. We'll have, to, we'll have to give you access to that. <laughs> <clears throat> but the advanced copy was super good, and I'm super excited about it. So I went heavier than usual as far as numbers. So let's go back to our uh, our. our let I'll run through the top ten, and then we can discuss. So uh, let's go backwards here. You already know what number one was. Uh, number ten. I'm gonna bounce all. I was just <laughs> picking numbers at random and just in, in, in forty-two crazy what? orders. Meaning of life. Number ten was Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall. Which, that was the first one of the multiverse. That was the first of the Tales from the Dark Multiverse books. I like the the Death of Superman one where Lois Lane got the Kryptonian versus... I enjoyed that one more than Nightfall, too. Uh, I thought Nightfall was interesting, uh, but that comes in at at number 10. Number 9, House of X, number 3. So we're going to play a game called What's Missing from This List. Uh, (laughs) Number 9, House of X, number 3. Number 8, House of X, number 1. Sounds... It's like, yeah. Okay. This is where we play the answer to the game question of Which, what's missing so, is House of X number two. And why House of X number two is on this is because I had to order it before we saw our sales on House of X number uh, one. And then when I went to order more, it was sold out. So this is an example of Marvel not giving retailers enough time to accurately order product. Well, that's with it being a whole weekly series, too. You have to order half the story before the first issue even comes out. Right, with a weekly series, I think we had and it, uh, we had three or four issues between House and Powers that I had already ordered without knowing how sales on number one were going to be, and Marvel did not deem us worthy to give us an advanced look of at House of X or Powers of X number one, like they did to some retailers, which I think is a possible lawsuit by giving other retailers an unfair advantage. That's definitely uh, some sh- shady stuff. But. <laughs> he did say shady, ladies and gentlemen. So, as we go down the list, uh, let's see, we were at 10, 9, 8, 7, Doomsday Clock number 12, which I think is a feat in and of itself. The fact that it took two years for the whole thing to come out. Well, I'm saying it was only what, two weeks. Number 12 was only out for like two weeks for and made the list yeah. of, uh, of bestsellers. And yes, I am amazed that people stuck with this series over the course of two years. I Our bailed. numbers stayed pretty, pretty steady 
Honestly, I bailed after issue three. I was like, "There are delays. I'm done. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna read and trade." Yeah, and now you're patient. waiting until November when well, you can get the whole story. Right? Because now trade. they're doing what? Volume one is one through six. Two hardcovers, yes, rather than one, either one hardcover or one softcover, which is a an idiotic move. Uh, let's see here. I don't remember where we are here. So this is we have to doomsday clock. Right? I I know that. I don't know what number it was. Uh, six. Powers of X number two. So there we found it. That's powers, not house. Oh, that's right. right. Um, House of X number six actually outsold House of X number one and number three. Which, again, because that was me finally playing catch up on how sure. many copies should we have of this series. And this, so these numbers are only including first prints, right? They're not including Correct. second prints or anything like that uh, where people catch yeah, up. Yeah, I think it's just first prints. And House of X six was the final of House and Powers, correct? Powers. Uh, powers was, was the last. I think Powers. Six I, was I'm the not sure last which one, one was the final one. Yeah. Uh, so we are at one, two, three, four, number four, detective comics, number 1000. Uh, and that is just the main cover that does not take into account all the, uh, decade variants. Every, yeah. So detective comics, number 1000 actually sold a, a good number powers of X. Number one comes in at number three, absolute carnage. Number two comes in at number two and absolute carnage. Number one comes in at number one. These are for our sales. These are our sales. So bestsellers top 10 uh and that's based on quantity sold so there's a it's interesting and disturbing that our best sellers were really just three series <laughs> absolute carnage four, house of x four series house slash powers all combined as one house powers absolute carnage and doomsday clock with a couple outliers right yeah one shots, actually. I would consider Detective Comics number one a one shot. Absolutely a one shot. And uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall, a one shot. And when you go through the list, uh, Batman is the dominant force on our list in the top 100. Uh, there are all kinds of, of uh, single issues of Batman on here, but the highest ranking Batman title outside of the um, outside of miniseries and oddball black label things is Batman number 64, which was, I believe, the first part of the button storyline. Oh, that that sounds right. Not the button, okay. the price. It was, uh, <coughs> so they did the button in 2018, 2019, I think. Which was the price? Or was it 2017? I don't even remember. I don't know. That was the one with, I don't know, Thomas Wayne was there again, and Oh, maybe, was that the one that revealed how he got to the main universe? I now, think I so. think how he survived the Flashpoint. It was point. so long ago, I don't remember. I think that's how he survived the Flashpoint. Yes, event that is it so any any thoughts on uh comics of 2019 you know be perfectly honest you guys know me i've been liking a lot of the die has been a really fun book for me i think alex you're done reading it but i'm I'm still holding on to it Um, i'm just behind on it i'll catch it in trade and and we talked a little bit of you mentioned it before with uh once in future um i tell people you know how the first issue goes and i'm like you know the the guy talks to his grandma he's like grandma why do you have a box of weapons hidden in the forest because we can't let king arthur come back from the dead because and most people are like yeah. that sounds fun well i think it's a fun fantasy take on it mm-hmm. like 2019 was heavy on the fantasy rpg mm-hmm. style of storytelling i mean that one uh die and there's another one that was well, i mean they did the new D series came out last year the infernal, infernal Tides. Tides. yeah well how yep. many issues in are we? That's, that's one. Did well, they only did, get one issue. Well, they did one one shot that well, did, they did a recap the of all. Page giant. Yeah, yeah. And then they did that issue one of that series. Yeah. And our sale. Well, they did Rick and Morty. Rick and uh, Morty D and D Volume Two 
Well, volume one came out in trade. And then volume two series. Right. Issues one through. It was only four issue series. Yeah, so there's definitely a, a renewed interest in RPG content. And then Critical Role. Yeah, uh, the Vox, Vox Machina or, Origins, I think is what it was, in trade. Yep. Which was that? I'm shrugging. I you think, can't see through the uh, microphone. I think that was digitally first. I think that was digital, and then they moved to print. I don't know. But fans of Critical Role, I mean, they get the origin stories of the characters in graphic novel form. Yeah. So, let's see here. I mean, the other takeaway overall for the list for me is that's all a bunch of one-shots and uh, miniseries. Long, Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. Along with the ongoing series. I was debating on whether I was going to bring that up or not. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning. Like, it's half, 90% of the list is a miniseries. Right. Yeah. So most most ongoing series uh, are not setting the sales charts on fire. Uh, and unfortunately, that sends the message to the publishers to do more miniseries or and one-shots, one shots, um, which... They can be good or they can be bad. I mean, as long as the story's good, I don't care whether it's three issues, nine issues, or 300 issues. Right. Um, but I, I think both Marvel and DC, and let's be honest, when we're talking comics, Marvel and DC are the 800-pound gorillas of right. the industry. If it weren't uh, for them, there would be no comics. In that list, and we went through our top 10, and that was all Marvel and DC. Um, I have to pull up the list again and see how far down we go before we get to an independent book. Um it's it's quite a ways down the list. Unfortunately, there really are a lot of great stories being told at some of the smaller publishers, but for one reason or another, maybe it's a risk aversion on the part of the, the customer, doesn't want to try something that they're really not familiar with, um, or some of the independent publishers, their publishing schedules are even worse than Doomsday Clock. Um, I don't think, yeah, looking at this list, I honestly, I don't see an independent book in the top 100. It's all Marvel and DC, which is okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish they have the branding. I wish customers would take uh, a chance on some things, sure. especially by creators whose names they recognize from Marvel and DC. Well, I mean, I think we're also looking at just single issues. I think independent do, do better overall in graphic novel format. You are one hundred percent. I mean, correct. I think that's just the newer reader is they're scared by the years of history of Marvel and DC, versus they can jump into independent, good to go. Right off the gate from book one. Right. So that's the newer breed is going for the independent stuff. I mean, I would love to see uh, our numbers on something like Undiscovered Country continue to go up. You've got Charles Soule, who has written a half dozen things at Marvel and a lot of Star Wars content at Marvel. Yep. And Scott Snyder, who wrote Batman for six years, seven years, uh, wrote Metal, wrote uh, Last Night on Batman, Last Night on Earth, which is in our top 25 or so as far as single issues. So two creators, two writers working together on an independent book, which I actually subscribed to. I added it to my pull list because I didn't want to miss an issue. Uh, and sometimes indie books get down so low that they become subscription only within three or four months. Uh, so that's always uh, you know a word to the wise. If you like a book, add it to your pull list at your local comic shop so that they order a copy for you and you don't walk in on Wednesday or, or Thursday or Friday and expect to see it on the shelf and it's not there. So let's go to trades. So our top selling trades, we'll do our top 10 here. Number 10, and this is... This is surprising. Surprising and somewhat disappointing. Uh, Civil War comes in at number 10. So a book that uh, came out in in uh, single format 2006? in 2007. 2006-2007. Uh, it's been in trade for 10 years, give or take. 
the movie the movie came out five years ago at this point. Like, yeah, nothing. Well, and for me, that is the gateway into Marvel Comics Sure, for people that enjoy Marvel movies. Well, I think that's how we market it, too. Oh, absolutely. When new readers are like, hey, I want to get started. Where do I start? Civil War, maybe House of M. They're familiar with the title, but Civil War comes before House of M. So chronologically, you want to start. You don't have to start there, but it's got name recognition because of Captain America. And then it's got all the heroes. All the Avengers, X-Men. I mean, yeah, the characters that they couldn't put in the movies, in the movie, like the X-Men, the Fantastic Four. So Civil War will probably be in our top 25 forever. Forever. Yeah. Uh, Number nine, Batman Damned. The Batman Damned hardcover comes in at number nine. Because of the Batwang. (laughs) I don't think it's... it's, I don't think Batwang's in there. Well, well, I think... Well, people that couldn't jump in because they couldn't find number one, like, well, I'll just read and trade, though. Like, well, I missed issue one because of the Batwing, so I'll just read it all in trade. Well, we know that Batman trades sell forever. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially self-contained stories. Absolutely. So, you know, a three-issue self-contained story by, uh, you know, top talent within the comics world. I'm drawing a complete blank. Azarello. Brian Azarello and Lee Bermejo, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right, yeah. Um, and the the hardcover hasn't been out for that long. It hadn't been out for that long, and to make number nine is pretty impressive. Number eight, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Volume 1. Thank you, Netflix. Yes, right. 100% because of Netflix. And that is still com- it's coming back for season four? Season yeah. three? three. I, don't- I think I just saw three. I think the three sounds right, but... Uh- I, don't, I haven't watched So that. hopefully we can continue to uh, to move that and get people to check out the comic that the hit Netflix show is based on. Speaking of hit shows, coming in at number seven, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. Makes sense. Rick and Morty, D&D. And that's just the regular graphic novel. Yeah. Right? That's not the deluxe version or the, the issues. It's right. just the... Um, and it, that's another one where it will be an evergreen seller, more than likely, as long as people are playing D&D and familiar with Rick and Morty. I thought one of you would say something, and then it got really quiet. It's like, so I heard you take a breath, and then... I, I don't Rick and Morty. I, yeah, I don't Rick and do Morty I. either. I don't. I mean, I'll take your wor- take people's word for it. If they like it, then the book's probably good. They seem to say as as accurate to the show, but I don't know. A friend of mine made me watch an episode once. I loved the episode, but I still just couldn't get into the show. Rick's voice annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> All right, number six, another evergreen, Killing Joke. That oh, makes sure. sense. Yeah. Killing yeah. Joke. That That's another one that will just sell forever. There will always be readers who've never read The Killing Joke. All right, so you know the list. I'm going to pause on the list real quick, and I'll have us guess on what's on the list also. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Trades. How do we That's do That's probably this? a bad idea. Well, I was just us guessing, and then we'll go through later. I, I want to say one of the top ones, probably. Oh man, Saga. I want to say Saga Volume One will be on the list somewhere. Oh, somewhere, absolutely. I mean, of the top ten, I want to say I it think is not in the top ten. It's not in the top ten. No, and you know why it wasn't in the top ten? Probably there was no new Saga last year. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If there, if, makes... if we could, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe that would have helped if there was a new Saga. I don't know. Uh, Saga, Saga, by the way, comes in at Saga comes in at number fourteen. So it's still up there. there. No, I'm sorry, not number fourteen, number twelve. Still, Mm -hmm. that's respectable. Uh, I want to say Watchmen's gonna be on the top list. Watchmen's an evergreen. (laughs) The first uh, Walking Dead entry, because since you mentioned Walking Dead, is number thirteen. Okay. Um, Is that just volume one then? 
No, it was uh, volume 31. Volume th- oh, because the 32 was the final one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 32 is also on the list, uh, of course, a little further down. I'm looking for Watchmen on here. You know what? I'm not top 10, it sounds like. No, I don't know where. I, we, I think we've sold well, more Watchmen in the last three weeks I think than we... Because they've done so many volumes of that. Oh, you know what else? They keep yeah. doing new, new printings. That's impossible that, to track. That's, you're, you're right. Because uh, the new printing is the one that's branded with HBO. Yeah. And I think we've only sold a handful, you know, so maybe four or five copies skewed. of that. So, yeah. what I If I wanted to do my uh, my work the right way and prepare, <laughs> I should have looked at all the different SKUs. If it Watchmen actually mattered. Over then. the last year. <laughs> yeah. Watchmen sh- and Watchmen, I think, will continue as as people come to the HBO show late. Uh, sure. Kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, not everybody was on board when the first season aired. Yeah, uh, some people wait for the DVD box set, or they wait until it's on Prime, or however they're going to do that. All right, well, let's. You want to guess anymore? Or? I mean, you, <laughs> no, I, I already I, guessed. You haven't I, guessed anything. I'm just thinking, this whole year was a big giant blur. So many different things happened. Well, I guess just what you I think, think would I be can. popular that would sell. Uh, you know me, I'm a Star Wars guy, but I know not everybody thinks like me. Uh, I think Star Wars could be on there. I mean, that's a movie came out this year. And okay, so the first entry for a Star Wars graphic novel is number eleven. Eleven. It's not 11. Dang it. <laughs> if I could just be off the list a little bit, that'd be, I'd feel better. It'd be one better than mine at 12. <laughs> He's 17. Ah, oh, jeez. Thrawn. The, the Thrawn. No, that sure. makes sense. The Thrawn, one. The Thrawn graphic I can see novel. Thrawn or Kanan being up mm-hmm. there. Oh, no. Kanan's been out for a while. We continue to sell it, but... Uh, It'll I, be interesting to see what, what happens when this new season comes So, out. 18 is also a Star Wars book. Okay. Uh, Vader? Dark Visions. Yeah. That Which one was, was fun. Well, very good. Yeah, each and issue self-contained. was self-contained. Well, yeah. each issue was self-contained of the five-issue run. So that's five different stories in one book. Um, All right, let's get back to let's get back yeah, to the so countdown here. Adrian's getting up. They could be guessing. Jeez, oh, we don't want this to be a ten-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, where did I leave off here? Uh, killing joke. Yes. Yep. Yep. So six was killing joke. Had a couple burps there. Sorry. Uh, that's why you know doing this after meal time is uh, you make the time slot. If it's before meal time, I'll get hangry. So right, uh, this whole list is garbage. This one table. continues to surprise me. Number five, Super Mario Adventures. What? It's that it's big. A, it's all ages. Yellow it's, book. It's the all ages. It's the only Mario thing we have. So it's the it's one that came out of Nintendo Power. Yeah, yeah. Where they're really? reprinting, yeah. the, reprinting okay. the Nintendo Power okay. comics. Uh, I cannot believe <laughs> that this is number five on the list, and that it continues to be our best-selling all-ages book. Okay, year yeah. after year, and it, probably it's because we stock it. I know there's some stores that eat, that aren't aware that this exists because I've had people say, you know, what is that? What are you talking I about? I mean, if they made more Mario stuff, it would sell. Yeah, I'm, and so then that kind of yeah, I know we have the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past Nintendo Power book. Yeah, and so I'm kind of a little surprised by that with everything that's gone on this year with Zelda and the year before with Breath. Uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Of the Wild was 2017, I want to sure. say. But and then Link's Awakening was 19. That's all over Mark's head. He doesn't follow it at all. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm following a little bit, but I think that you started to say you're surprised, but there's so much Zelda stuff to choose from mm-hmm. that that's but that that's like the lowest selling Maybe Zelda book borrowed for us. Or buried. Uh, because the Zelda manga sells very well. Um yeah. And we've got it in multiple formats. So we've got like the collected, the double volumes, which continue to sell. And then like the newest volume, single volume, came out last week, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I want to say last week. Yeah. And then you've got the Dark Horse art books. You know, those, some of those sell better than the the uh, Nintendo Power reprint. Yeah. 
Well, Nintendo's very protective of their property. They they do not just give it out. Will after the Mario movie that they did once, oh, like man. all right, we're gonna be careful with our licensing. Why, why are you talking about that? Don't talk about that. Yeah, hey, if you that. haven't seen it, you need to see it. Just <laughs> don't uh, watch the movie. Suffer. Just watch the uh, trailer. Just watch, the trailer alone will be enough What's, to give you a hint. What's the honest trailer? Honest trailer. That's what I was going for. Yeah, the honest trailer. <laughs> it's almost like not something you can watch with your kids. The honest trailer because they point out some things and sure. you're like, "What?" Yeah, it's not good. All right, number five was Super Mario Adventures graphic novel. Number four, Umbrella Academy Volume Two because of the show. Because yep. of Netflix again. Thank you, Netflix, yeah. for helping comic shops. This episode is brought to you in part by S- me spending money on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, number three, Stranger Things Volume One. Also makes sense. Okay. Yeah, All I right. forgot about that one. And if you happen to be listening to this and you're not a regular comic book reader, Stranger Things Volume 1 takes place uh, during Season 1 and is from uh, Mike's standpoint of being in the Upside Will. Down. Will. 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 Will's perspective. That's right. Mike's Mike was the, the protagonist dude. of the season, the main Will. one of Season 1. Yeah. Well, he's in the underground. Yes. Or under, the underground. The, under, the Upside Down. The Upside Down. He's in the undercarriage. The, yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, also, want to thank Netflix for number two, which is Umbrella Academy Volume One. Sure. Which I mean, we sold out of that. Like, the- oh, I placed a huge reorder, and yeah. uh, a- after we couldn't get it in, our primary supplier was out for probably like six weeks, and that was like the week it came out when yeah, it was just flying. I, no one, Dark Horse, wasn't prepared for the demand on that, and uh, comic shops weren't necessarily prepared either. Because not every TV show adaptation is successful. So. Sure. But Netflix has an, an excellent track record so far, and I can't wait for Lock and Key next month. And I'm curious if October Faction brings in something. I'm still holding out for Why the Last Man on FX. Well, yeah, uh, if, but... If that actually ever comes to pass. Like I've that. got... There are two, two Netflix shows that start next month that are based on comic books. And one of them, Lock and Key, is one of the best comics yeah. of the last 20 years, as far as I'm concerned. I still haven't read it yet. Oh, <laughs> man. You gotta read it. <laughs> Alright, so number one. Any guesses about our number one top-selling? Is it a Netflix thing? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> the portion of the show brought to you by Netflix is over. <laughs> or Amazon. Oh, that's option for the boys. No, the boy, I, I, we are selling the boys omnibus now that the boys uh, is on Amazon, and that may uh, boys season two is it's not too out. far away. It's coming out soon. Yeah. So number one, any any guesses? Top selling trade twenty nineteen. Jeez. Cheese. Is I was going to be no. completely off on my uh, Netflix choices. I wasn't even thinking Netflix. Spider Verse or Venom Verse? Mm. Negative. Ah. That's all you get. You should just get one. Yeah. One guess. Batman White Knight. Oh, oh yeah, and yes. that's funny because I've seen Alex yes. put this into people's hands yeah. <laughs> several times uh, when they came in looking for a Batman graphic novel. Right. So, right. without it, seeing the shop in front of me, I won't like. Oh, that's the one. It helps that that also isn't like the main continuity of any of the DC universe. It's its own thing, and so when people come in and they're like, "Oh, I want to buy this gift for somebody," White Knight. Yeah, it's, it was an easy hand sell at Christmas for people looking for Batman, and it helps that it's excellent. Uh, and you don't have to be. You don't have to know anything about. Basically, if you know who Batman and Joker are, that's all you need. It to know. goes back to the miniseries or the single issues before. It's a miniseries, self-contained. You don't have to worry about anything else. There you go. Well, and we were. I, I say we, but it may have been me. I think I was complaining, or we were kind of complaining. I don't know if it was a complaint when we pointed out the miniseries one shots. But when you look back on some of the best-selling graphic novels of all time, Watchmen, Killing Joke. Batman the Dark Knight, V for Vendetta. Yeah. You know, they're self-contained miniseries. Right. They're, they're six to 12 issue miniseries. 
um, that are are you can get up and go right away. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know all this other stuff. You don't have to read anything after it if you don't want to. And the story, yeah, the story wraps itself up. Like, all right, here you go. You're done. Good to go. Yeah. So I think you know there were a, a couple of good examples that came out kind of in the fourth quarter last year. Deceased is one. Mm-hmm. I know so that good. three of the four of us on staff. Uh, recommended. I know I picked it. I, I picked kept it. telling everybody about it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Now they are doing a a kind of sequel that starts next month, but it's from the viewpoint of the villains because we really didn't see mm-hmm. any. That'd be cool to see. Okay. What's it, it called? Deceased Two. Uh, Deceased Unkillables. Okay. I think it should have been Deceased Still Two. Still Tom like Taylor. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Spider-Man Life Story is another one that yeah. I think is the Spider-Man Gamerverse. Yeah. The whole series was good. I, and I am specifically thinking of things that are self-contained or that, you know, uh, you can read Spider-Man Life Story. It's kind of, to me, it's the Dark Knight. You know, it's a future, yeah. you're getting a future version of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, Life Story is basically, uh, it was a five-issue miniseries? Six-issue six miniseries. Each issue was a decade. Each, mm-hmm. That's right. Each, each, ish, each issue was a decade. Uh, starting in the 60s where Peter is bitten by the spider uh, and Peter ages in real time. So he starts as a teenager in 1963 or whatever it was, 66. 60-something. And, you know, we see him up through 2010, uh, which it's it's a great story. So, yeah. And I I don't know if there is a right answer here. I I think as long as comics are good, I, I think some of us are attached to... If we've been reading comics for a while, we're attached to those ongoing series because they have a lot of history. Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, the the miniseries and the one-shots, it's not that they don't have the history. Um, I, I think it's the whole collector gene in us that it it's not in numerical order. It's not chronological. It's just, it's there. It's an evergreen. I mean. Yeah. It's a tree. No. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll leave that alone. Oh. That's right. Episode the puns one. are coming out. Episode oh, one. Geez. Still doing the puns. Jeez. Get used to it, boys. That is the title for this episode. Get used to it, boys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leafs that alone. <laughs> Alter Ego Comics presents Leafs that alone. That's what the title is when you're editing this. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk this week. Now, Adrian, I when, have you been I this actually week? have not been in this week. I, well, <laughs> continued silence from Adrian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just go, hmm. Oh, good point. Uh, we'll have to figure out some way so that you can participate more next time. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I, <laughs> Come on I Tuesday. Yeah, just that's just what I need to do. So really, the the month of January has been so light. Last week, I came last in and I just <laughs> turned around. <laughs> don't don't worry. Wait for this week. Oh jeez. <laughs> next week, uh, let's see. Next week is still in oh, January. It's the a last fifth, week of January. It's a fifth week. Okay. Which in the world of DC usually means nothing. Like nothing comes out. I think so. <laughs> Ah, the life of a comic shop <laughs> retailer. So there were four Batman books this week. There was there's one next week, and it's an annual. It's Detective Comics annual. Right. So usually fifth week for DC means annuals, but Marvel the bright side bright spot is in Marvel because we get Star Wars number two and Thor number two, and we had advanced copies, oh, and those are pretty good. Yes, yes. Like, I'm, you looped in there. I'm stoked for. Thanks for that. sharing. <laughs> Hey, yeah, uh, that's that's life. Alex and I, well, never mind. We're there every day, man. Yeah, no, I, get it. I totally get it. You got a real job. <laughs> uh, but oh, back real to boy. back to this week. 
I I read three books this week. You know, I normally read eight to ten books a week. I read, I want to say six. I usually read 15 to 20. There were no books on my pull list that came out this week. Jeez. Um, but, so, the my pick, and we'll just do picks real quick, Alex. My pick was uh, Wonder Woman 750, because I only had three books to choose from. <laughs> um, and... Wonder Woman 750 is a, it's a it's a celebratory issue uh, that features stories by uh, current the current team I think Steve Orlando is the current uh, writer on there so the the lead story wraps up the year of the villain stuff that's been going on in Wonder Woman and I don't read Wonder Woman so I skip Neither that I. entirely see I okay I don't read Wonder Woman either I read that and I think they did enough within the dialogue to explain what happened and how they got there and it was okay yeah. Uh, there are a couple of stories, and I don't have it in front of me, so I may not get the names right. I'll, I'll try. I know uh, I, I liked the Gail Simone story, which is about Wonder Woman mentoring a young uh, hero. Uh, that was the girl with the flowers. The flower power. Yeah, I liked that one. It was good. Um, Greg Rucka comes back to write a, a story of, that's set in the future about Wonder Woman and Cheetah, and I think Nicola Scott did the art on that. It was fantastic. Um, there were a couple other ones. There was one that we won't mention. Uh, uh, I'll mention it, no, but not. Don't mention just, it. I'm not. Don't. I'm don't, gonna say I did not like don't it. Don't call him out. I, I'm just gonna say I did not like the art, and it was hideous. <laughs> but it was just only one part of the story. There's like what six books, six or seven stories in the whole book. Well, and the last part is uh, Scott Snyder and Brian Hitch. Uh, I think it was four pages, six pages. It wasn't a lot, but it is supposed to be the beginning of a new quote unquote definitive history of the Marvel of the Marvel of the DC universe. That'd be funny if it was the Marvel universe. Uh, that, that would be uh, impressive. But it it I'll, I'll, spoiler alert because this isn't going to go up until at least three or four days after. Right. The I mean, the books came out yesterday so. fair warning and we should put that at the at the top of the episode that'll be the name of the spoiler warning yeah spoiler <laughs> alert if you don't want spoilers for this week's books uh just turn this off now uh or skip ahead uh later <laughs> i don't know but the short story by scott snyder and brian hitch introduces wonder woman as the first hero of the dc universe and looks like maybe it leads to a Justice Society of America situation. Possibly. Um, so it's during World War II, and Wonder Woman is the first hero to kind of appear on the scene, uh, which is different. Uh, and I'm totally cool with. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, and some of that, that World War II DC stuff is awesome. Like the Golden Age characters, you know, the Alan Scott Green Lantern, and you had... Our man, and you had you know all kinds of people that you know Sandman, not the Neil Gaiman Sandman, but the original Sandman. I want to say any of the books that take place during World War Two are usually good. I mean, you have the best villain that you can never cheer for ever during World War Two. You can never cheer for Nazis. If you do, then there's something wrong with you. So like whenever they defeat them, like oh yeah, that's a good job. You cool, beat them up with some more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Adrian and I play Nazi zombies on Call of Duty, and that's it's. The best thing, all right, yeah, I don't feel bad for killing these guys. They're Nazis. Who cares? Yeah, you can't argue with that. So all in all, Wonder Woman 750 for me is uh, is my pick. I think that it was worth the uh, $9.99 price tag. You had several different covers to choose from, and I'm okay if they do that for anniversary issues. There's a, there's a uh, an opinion out there which I don't really... Uh, 
I don't have an opinion about this opinion, but that they should not have done this for a 750 issue that, you know, we had Detective 1000 and Action Comics 1000, but no other DC comic is going to get to 1000 for quite a while. And that's why I did that. So like, yeah, 750 good enough. So this kicks off the wave of anniversary issues. So we've got Wonder Woman 750, Flash 750 is coming up. We've got, I believe, the 80th anniversary of the Joker and Catwoman and Robin all happening um, within the next couple of months. And they're doing decade variants for all of them. So I'm fine if people want to pre-order those decade variants. I'm not a huge fan of putting all the risk on the retailer of stocking all these variants. And I'm also not a fan of individual artists getting their own variant to sell through their website uh, because variants are just evil. I mean, at least it's orderable, not like, oh, to get this one, you have to order 5,000 copies. It's like- Well, yeah, but if they want the variant by J. Scott Campbell or the, the better variant by Jim Lee, they have to order wow. from an outside source. Sure. And so that's taking revenue <coughs> from your local comic shop. You know, just make it available. Put, put the best. The, the, the bottom line with variants is put the best cover on the book. Put yeah. the single best cover on the book. Because variants artificially inflate sales numbers. They draw money and talent away from the content of the book. Because you're, you're now having to pay, you know, God knows how many artists to do a variant. And that could be spent paying, a, a, no offense to any writers that don't fall into this category, but a better writer to write a title. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and and get a better interior artist. The comics, in a lot of ways, it seems like it's less about the content between the covers and more about what's on the cover. And, and that's, that's not yeah. a way to grow readership. That's not a way for to, to have the industry be around in 50 years or maybe even five years. Uh, you have to tell good stories. I mean, look at the '90s. That's the whole industry burst because of all the different variant covers and like artificial numbers. Like, oh, this is boosting up. Then all of a sudden, all the stores are closing down because we're only selling one book because we had that variant and we're drowning in product. Yeah, well, we may, we'll have to do a whole separate episode on variants because I have a lot to say, <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> not enough time today. For no, that. really, I don't want to get too sidetracked. Like. We, we can already have, but so my pick was one Roman seven fifty. What was your pick? Uh, mine was ghostbusters year one, which surprised me that I even picked. It. I was like, Oh, this, I took it home. Like, ah, eh, there's not much to read. I'll try it out. And I think that's the key of like, well, I'll try new things when it's a light week. So this one follows the, so someone's writing a book about the ghostbusters within the ghostbuster verse or world or whatever you want to call it. And it's a book writer and she's interviewing each Ghostbuster, and this one starts with following Zed Winston. Um, Zedmore. Zedmore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Winston. Zed Zedmore. Zed That's Zedmore. Uh, so it starts with following him, like, oh, how did you join? How did you, why, What do you get to the point to join the Ghostbusters? Because I mean, the movie just starts with him getting hired. It doesn't really start with anything else with him. So it fleshes out his backstory and then, like, how Ghostbusters actually works and his point of view and everything. And it was good. I It surprised me that I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I didn't check it out because I didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, with that recommendation, I may, in fact, check it out. Well, and it's a four-issue miniseries. My guessing is the way they're writing it is each issue will be an interview with each member of the Ghostbusters. Right, right. So, like, cool. See, they're all individual spotlights in their what point of view. What about Janine? Is there an interview with Janine? Uh, okay. She's in there briefly. Is that going to be the zero issue? Uh, or when they extend it to issue five or whatever. Hmm. 
right. I want one that focuses on uh, interview with Slimer. I don't get that full. Yeah. I want Slimer's backstory. Justice for Slimer. Who was he before he became a ghost? Yeah. Oh, that that would be an interesting uh, story. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see how did he get me help? Like, who what? was Slimer before he became a ghost? Because he's just a blob that you see as a ghost. You don't see the full form of him or anything. So. Wow. That, things is, a, you that is a great idea. If, if any comic <laughs> writers are listening to this, uh, make sure you give Alex uh, 10% of whatever Some sort of mention. that story. All right. Adrian, anything you want to talk about this week? I, or yeah, what you read I mean, last week or anything? Well, not so, I mean, not necessarily what you've read. What you go on TV? Anything comic related you want to share with the audience? Clone Wars. Clone Wars, I'm super It's not comic related. This, yes, it is. There actually is an IDW that just I did got see that, uh, yeah. announced, but I just found out today it wasn't solicited yet. Uh, I don't know if it's in the January catalog uh, or if it'll it, be in the February it catalog. It said it'll be coming out in April, the it's article. In the February so catalog. it'll probably be February catalog. Yeah. I did. I saw it in my Twitter feed. I, I don't remember who's writing it. but It'll be interesting because it is the IDW and not Marvel. So is it just going to be like the other... Um, Adventures. The Vader horror stories? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't smack the stand. <laughs> the, uh, the Castle Vader. Castle Vader. Those are just, again, another self-contained... That might be the theme of the tonight's episode. And, and they're not considered canon, right? No. The adventures are not. Yeah, they are. Are the adventures considered? Just a, anything approved by Lucasfilm is considered canon. I thought it was just all new modern, new Marvel specific branded stuff. That's I could be mistaken. Too. If it was Marvel, it's considered canon. But I, otherwise, I thought anything at this, anything since Disney bought Lucasfilm, would that's be, new. Is that's new is considered canon, but. I'm not a Star Wars expert. You're, Adrian is more of a Star Wars expert than I am. And more expert than I am, too. I was always under the impression that if it's approved by Marvel, Disney, that it's canon now and anything else. Unless they say it like the um, mm. Darth Maul book that came out before Marvel, Disney. Well, that was the Dark Horse had yeah, Dark, Horse, Dark Horse had it before Marvel. So yeah. they're all the legendary stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're Star Wars reprinting that. They're releasing so that, that one stuff they, they are considering canon. Anything that's under the Legends imprint, um, I believe. I don't know. You believe is or is not? Is, yeah. So I thought it was not considered no, canon. If it's, oh, no, Legends. Because that's the gold banner that's across the top. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's not considered canon, I don't well, that's think. That's dumb. Why even release it? Because <laughs> it makes money because it's Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now we can have two Thrawn books. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I think that'll do it for this first episode of Alter Ego Comics Presents. Uh, our intention is to provide you with some quality comics conversation every week. Maybe. Every other week. I'm cool with every I just week. Said every, I mean, I'm cool with every, every week. week. I, Thursday right, nights are slow week. for me, so. Yeah. Unless, sure. there's, unless there's a big movie coming out, in which case then we can skip uh, that week. Uh, two weeks is Harley Quinn. I don't know. Does anybody care about that? I'm curious, but I'm willing to wait yeah, until Friday. I don't know if I need to go Thursday night. Yeah, I'm going to go Friday. We can do a viewing party Friday. Or we see it Thursday, record on a different night, and have a recap of the movie. Maybe. It's more stuff to talk about. We need time filler. (laughs) (laughs) We got plenty to talk about. So until next time, thanks for listening to Alter Ego Comics Presents, and we'll see you again real soon. 